Hey, everybody. Welcome to Circling the Bases. My name is Chris Crawford. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, whether you're listening to this as a download or joining us live. And just as a reminder that at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, to check out our live recordings. Uh, you can view also the replays of those on YouTube and Twitch just by searching for NBC Sports Edge. But however you are injecting this podcast into your veins, we really do appreciate it. Uh, today, I have a very special guest. She currently covers the Phillies for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and she's written a bunch of good stuff for a variety of other places as well. Please welcome Alex Coffey to the show. Alex, thanks so much for doing this, and how is everything going? Everything's good, Chris. Um, you know, good for me personally, less good for the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Um, as, as a beat writer, you know, you don't, you're, you're not supposed to have rooting interest for the team and stuff like that. But is it a little more interesting to be writing about a team, especially a team in a large market like this, that is off to a, a good start compared to like, let's say they would have started 13 and two or something like that. That That's, that's a little more interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that amplifies their start here is just that they were expected to do, you know, their, their payroll is higher than it's ever been. Right. We signed all these big name guys leading up to spring training. So there was a lot of anticipation coming into this year. Sure. Um, so for them to not build on that, I think yeah. has been a disappointment, you know, right. and it kind of amplifies it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that totally makes sense. Before we get into that team, I have to ask you a very important question. <laughs> can you tell me where Broad Street is? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can. Broad Street runs through Philadelphia, so from from it like goes through City Hall, past the art museums, alongside Citizens Bank Park. It's kind of this like current that runs through the city, and it's where they do all their celebratory like parades and everything when they win championships. And so Kyle Gibson, not knowing where Broad Street was, did not resonate with the <laughs> <laughs> that, that the thing that you mentioned was. Citizens Bank ballpark. So don't you like almost literally have to go on that street to actually get to the ballpark? I followed up with him on this and he said that um I think he said that he was living in he lives in New Jersey and okay. I guess he didn't have to like he was coming from some place where he wouldn't have to drive on Broad Street to go to the ballpark. Sure. I don't know. He had some logical, he's a smart guy. Like he had, yeah. he had some logical explanation for it. I originally <laughs> thought that he was just plugging in like Citizens Bank Park into his GBS and sure. know where, you know, uh, like, I do. Sure. I just like, plug things into my GBS and I don't really like know what street I'm on. I was also thinking maybe, uh, maybe had a nice little chauffeur that maybe he didn't yeah. necessarily have to pay attention to that type of yeah. thing. But, but since he'd been there for a while, that really did stick out to me. My friend, uh, my, Michael Balvin at uh, the ringer, as soon as that <laughs> happened, I sent him a, a G chat and he was, he went on a very long tangent about how crazy it was. He didn't know what it was for, for somebody who has spent some time in Seattle as well. It was like, to me, like, not knowing where Pike Place Market would be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. something along those lines. But yeah. I thought that was very funny. And a, and a team that has had a couple of very funny stories uh, to open <laughs> the year. So yeah. I'll just ask you, you, you went into it a little bit. Just your overall thoughts on what you've seen from this Phillies team right now, especially with how good this division could be, like the level of concern. They did just come off a of victory today, or for those listening on uh, Thursday, the victory on Wednesday. Just your overall thoughts on where this team is right now in this kind of loaded 
NL East. Yeah. So they're obviously not where they want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, having a losing record is not where, is not something that they want to have. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest impression that I have just for these first few games in is that a lot of the lingering problems from last year are still problems, even sure. though they have the payroll that they have, you know, they have, all, you know, they have all these, you know, really expensive sluggers on their team now, but they still have bullpen issues. You know, right. the bullpen is still blowing games like, you know, like Familia blew a game um, last night, Tuesday right. night. He came somewhat close to blowing a game on Wednesday night tonight. <laughs> so, you know, it's like some of the problems, the lingering problems that they had last year are still with them right now. So I think that that's an immediate concern. Um but, you know, I guess it's a little bit too early to tell how that'll, yeah, play, but, how that'll right. play out down the stretch. But but it just seemed like they threw a lot of money at, you know, the, the slugging aspect of their offense, like the slugging sure. aspect of their team and less like fixing the problems that they had last season. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's it seemed like a very, like, I love the offseason. Like, I think it, adding guys like Nick Castellanos and yeah. Kyle Schwarber and those guys are, are great additions. Yeah. But it was almost like doubling down on uh, a different way um, to adjust the team. But I think it's really interesting where they are just because that National League East, I think, you know, Miami is the one team I think, or excuse me, Washington is the one team I think that has really no shot at c- contending in this thing. But like, the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves, that all could be in some sort of order. And it, it does kind of matter that I guess that would be like one the one kind of concern is that you really you do want to be with especially with how good the Mets have looked like in right. that striking distance. Even that's a weird thing to say with 149 games to go. No, it's true, though. And even the Marlins. I mean, the Marlins, like for whatever reason, the Phillies cannot beat the Marlins. <laughs> it is. It is just it's one incredible. of those things. Yeah. So. A lot of guys found the Phillies not off to the best of starts. Bryce Harper is currently, I believe, a 730 OPS. Uh, Nick Castellanos has been great. Kyle Schwarber has gotten off to a slow start. But I want to talk to you about a guy who last year, for lack of a better term, kind of stunk in Alec Bohm. But offensively, this guy is hitting the cover off the ball. He's currently, after driving in three runs and hitting a homer today, hitting 476. 483, 714. And I think his defensive struggles have been kind of well known. By the way, I, I will ask Brent real quick before I finish, Alec. Uh, were you tempted at all to buy one of those t shirts? And I think I know you, you know what t shirt I'm talking about. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I, I certainly would be if I was in Philadelphia. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's tempting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ethically dubious, but tempting. Yeah. Yeah. Ethically dubious is a wonderful yeah. way to put it. Yeah. But still having the same defensive issues, unfortunately. Um, a, a, amplified by the three-year game, but still a guy who, if you take a look at the metrics, is struggling. There's no question that Alec Bohm can hit. But I, my question to you is, obviously, the Phillies are not going to expect him to hit 476 and get no. on at a 483 clip. But just how good offensively is Alec Bohm going to have to be to keep a spot in this starting lineup? Honestly, they've been really – like, we don't really have an answer right now. Sure. Girardi has been a little, I don't know if dodgy is the right word, but coyish. Um, coy, yeah, yeah, about, you know, about, you know, when he's going to get back in the lineup and when he's, you know, how often he'll be playing third base and, 
you know, there's just been a lot of shuffling, shuffling involved for a while. I think a mm-hmm. week or so, six days maybe went by from when he had that three, three error game against the Mets. Right. Um, and made his next start at third base. And, you know, it didn't, I, in my opinion, it didn't have to be a thing, but waiting and waiting and waiting and kind of building this anticipation makes it a thing. Right. But every day or nearly every day he was getting in the game pinch hitting and he was still right. reaping. So it's like, it doesn't <laughs> kind of yeah. defy his logic. Yeah. It's super impressive that he's able to capitalize on these opportunities and these irregular oh spots. Yes. But yeah, I mean, he's basically batted his way back into, you know, like forced his way back into the lineup. I mean, they can't, they have like five DHs, so they can't use that spot for him. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. It's, and I will say too, just as a, a guy who has covered Bohm as a prospect for a long time, like a long time, but since he's become a prospect, uh, there's never been a question about this dude's offensive ability. Like, and mm-hmm. I think of people take a look at his numbers in 2020 and they were very disappointing, especially for fantasy managers who were using like around a top 100 pick for him. And then, you know, just the offensive numbers just weren't there, but he was making a lot of hard contact. It just so happened to be that a lot of this hard contact was going into the ground. I am a huge believer in the bat, but I do think he's going to have to be a designated hitter someday. Maybe now is the right time for it. Unfortunately, like you said, and with Bryce Harper's uh, injury thing, you know, like he was in the lineup, at DH as well. If Bohm is relegated to a part-time bat type of thing, do you think that the answer at third is going to be, and some of this will uh, depend, Didi Gregorius left, uh, was, is out right now with, I believe, a wrist injury. Mm-hmm. Is Johan Camargo or Bryson Stott that option that fantasy managers should be looking at if Alec Bohm is, struggles so bad defensively that they have to turn to somebody else at third base? I would say Camargo um, just because Girardi really favors the experience sure. you know, <laughs> not to, yeah. not to be part of a bit, but it's true. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and, and he's really been, he, he went like four to four today, four for four today with a home run. I mean, he's just been, he's also been tearing the cover off the ball, not at right. foam standards, which is like <laughs> to say yeah. 22, but, um, <laughs> but he has also been, really, really, you know, smooth defensively, great at the plate. So he definitely has the upper hand, I would say, over Stott. Would you say that there's a chance uh, – because I, I really like Stott, and I struggled to prank him in my top ten list um, to begin the season for prospect stuff just because I wasn't sure about this playing time thing. Has really struggled at the plate. Do you think that Stott is somebody who we could be seeing – get some regular playing time at AAA, or is that kind of basically going to depend on this Gregorius injury? Yeah, I'd say it would depend on the injury just because Girardi did say earlier on that if, if Stott is going to be up here, he's going to get at bats. So they're not just going to, you know, they're going to play him. Right. And Didi's injury would present an opportunity for Stott to get in at shortstop. So I would say it kind of depends on that. I think that's a really interesting situation because like like I said he is pretty clearly to me the Philadelphia Phillies best prospect and really impressed in the 2021 minor league season really impressed in the Arizona Fall League um, and then had an yeah. excellent spring training I think he is an excellent long-term play it's a really interesting option for 2022 but um, but yeah I think this is you just looking at this team there's so many like movable parts and guys who yeah. can play 
everywhere. You know, it's like a puzzle I, that doesn't quite. Yes. Fit, yeah. You know? and, and maybe that's a puzzle that will, you know, um, maybe there's some just some edge pieces that just haven't fallen out of the box yet. And it's all going to make sense by the yeah. end of the year. I think but both it encapsulates that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't really. You're right. Like he should be a DH and he's proven that he can. He has no issue just like coming off the bench and. Right. Like hitting the crap out of the ball. But <laughs> he, you know, like they have, like I said, a bunch of guys that can DH and they planned on using that position to kind of like rotate through Castellano, Schorber, you know, Harper's dealing with a right elbow thing right now. So he's DHing like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really valuable spot for them. So they just can't have one guy fill that spot all the time. Um, you know, so it's kind yeah. of a, kind of an unresolved thing for them and you know and also like if they did want to trade him I know that there have been like trade rumors like a little bit of speculation about what might happen with him down the road um you know everyone in the league can see what's happening with this right. whole they they have the leverage yes. you know what I mean yeah absolutely and it no doesn't make sense he's hitting so no. no and it doesn't make sense to sell low on a player like that I mean he's at the 2020 season was a small sample size, but we've yeah. seen what he can do in the no. minor leagues too. That stuff matters. Totally. So yeah, he's one of the biggest enigmas, I think. Of he is a huge enigma. It's like yeah. even that alone yeah. is like a massive puzzle that they're going to have to, if they choose to do that, they're going to have to figure it out. So, yeah. and all that being said, I really want one of those t-shirts. So the 2022 MLB season is underway and NBC Sports Edge is giving our listeners a very special offer. You can get 22% off an annual Edge subscription when you use code BASES22. You get expert insight and access to tools that will give you an edge against your competition at one low price. So you go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus. You use promo code BASES22. That's the word BASES and the number 22 at checkout to save big this season. So we talked about the patience with Alec Bohm and another guy, it's actually, that's kind of the theme and it's a great theme for April 20th because patience is something that you have to have in a baseball season that is this long, no matter what. Yeah. Ranger Suarez. So Ranger Suarez, for people who didn't pay attention last year, was one of the best statistical pitchers in all of baseball. Now, kind of a dual role as a starter and as a reliever, I think some people got a little scared off because of whether or not he was going to get a buildup in time because of a late arrival to spring training. But has worked in both, has not gotten off to necessarily the greatest start on the year. The Phillies bullpen, which we'll talk about in just a second, you literally have to talk about the Phillies bullpen yeah. in every podcast. It is a legal requirement. <laughs> because of what his dual role has been and because, you know, a little bit of a shaky start, how locked into a starting role is Ranger Suarez? I think he's locked in. I mean, their starting pitching depth is really, really shallow below him. That's a good point. So they don't really have many. I mean, you're looking at guys like Hans Kraus, who was totally lit up by the Yankees in the yeah. training. Like, it was a bad. I don't want to totally, you know, judge the guy. Sure. Off him. Yeah. In the spring training outing, of course, it's ridiculously small sample size. But, you know, he – is very green. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would say he's definitely locked into that role right now. And, you know, he's a little, he's got a kind of a, there are a couple of their starters that are a little bit delayed. He had visa issues. So he was a little bit late to camp, 
So he's still kind of in the process of like ramping up still, which obviously mm -hmm. isn't ideal for them, but I've just been a little, I've been personally hesitant to read much into what we've seen from him so far, just because he's not on his normal, like, you know, post spring training workload. Sure. Yeah, I, I think people forget, too, just how good this dude was last year. Like, Ranger yeah. Suarez was a person who might have won you a fantasy league, to be completely honest, last year. And if you look at the metrics here, like, his average exit velocity is, is still in the 75th percent. He's avoiding hard contact. He's just not missing bats right now. And I think that's something that, you know, he's not an elite bats misser. This is not a Jacob deGrom type guy that is – or Carlos Rodon, who just seems to strike everyone out at all times. But he is somebody I think that that rate will go up. You talked about Hans Kraus. By the way, Hans Kraus is the greatest villain name of any baseball player <laughs> I think that I've ever heard. I mean, just the, just the name Hans. No no disrespect yeah. to anybody with that name. Is, yeah, it, it is for sure. <laughs> but let's talk about that – that Philadelphia bullpen a little bit because yeah. it has been an issue, but I will start with, I think the one positive is uh, Corey Knebel's got enough to a fairly mm -hmm. nice start. Got a save today. I did see Brad hand did get one save opportunity, but uh, it probably goes without saying, but like is Corey Knebel just absolutely the lock of locks to remain the closer for this baseball team right now. I'd say right now, but if anything happens with his health, I think Sir Anthony Dominguez is someone that could fill that mm. fill that role just because he's really shown like his stuff looked great in spring training. And he's also shown the ability to kind of like, you know, you throw him in whatever spot and he's fine. He can kind of adjust. So um, so if Knable, I think the Knable stuff is contingent on his health. But I think that if it doesn't if something happens there, that Sir Anthony would be their backup. Interesting. That's, you know, that's a, a situation that I look at the Philadelphia bullpen and I don't think it's a question of talent because, you know, Sir Anthony Dominguez is certainly a guy who has had success. Um, Yuris Familia is a guy who has had success in this league. Brad Hand is a guy who has had success in this league. Mm -hmm. So is this just bad luck to start the year or is this just actually maybe not as good of a bullpen as people thought, which is a weird thing to say because it was such a disaster in 2021. More patience with this bullpen, or is this something that you think the organization might have to address? I have my cat here, by the way. She's Hi, cat. <laughs> in case anyone is wondering what this, like, load of <laughs> um, I would say, you know, it depends on who you're, you're talking about. I think that Knable and Sir Anthony are, like, clearly the the top-tier guys in that, in that bullpen, but, you know, mm -hmm. Some of the decision making was a little bit questionable to me. Like, you know, Familia is a ground ball pitcher, and the state of the infield defense combined with a ground ball pitcher, you know, these are not automatic outs. So, like, I think there's an element of of that too. You know, like that combination um, sure. of a guy that like induces a lot of ground balls and like the defense. You know, <laughs> not yeah. Not being able to feel them. Yeah, that's a problem. That can, I, I can so, see yeah. that being an issue. Yeah. Hand, I don't really know what to make of him because he did get the save the other night, but then, you know, he had kind of like a weird season last year where right. like he just wasn't able to, like he wasn't fooling batters anymore. So I'm still kind of waiting to see on him. I mean, I definitely think that their bullpen is like a lot better than it was last year sure. and the year before when it was 
but you know the bar was ridiculously low it was like yeah. historically bad yeah, so, <laughs> it, yeah. It is, i guess they is, think it's something that they can improve on it's like a very long-winded way of saying they can no. always improve yeah <laughs> and you know it's interesting too that the phillies you know it's not exactly a loaded farm system but there are some guys that they can move and there are you know teams that have some talented relievers so that's that's one thing reason why i asked about Knebel is just because like he has had success as that eighth inning arm too. You saw what he did with the Dodgers where he wasn't yeah. pitching uh, in that um, in that set role. So I do think that they can kind of, and it's not like they're paying him a, an exorbitant salary and would be like, what the heck are we doing paying this guy to be the middle innings type of, um, yeah. I can't help but think, I was always thinking all along that this is where Craig Kimbrell was going to land. It just made so much hmm. sense to me that he was going to yeah. end up in Philadelphia. But the so the bullpen's off to a little bit of a rough stop. The starting pitching is not off to exactly a great start either. Outside of Kyle Broadstreet Gibson, uh, everybody in this ER in this rotation right now has an ERA over five. And I'll, I'll this is probably not the fairest question to ask, but. If you were going to say you were more concerned about Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler, who would you say is the player that you'd be a little more concerned about going through 2022? And none is totally a fair answer as well. No, um, <laughs> I think, I mean, it's a tricky question to answer because it's based off of such a little, you know. Small sample for yeah, sure. Yeah. I do worry about Zach Wheeler, you know, like he, he said when we saw like his last outing and his velocity was down a couple of ticks, he was talking about like, you know, learning how to pitch with the velocity that he has right now. And he's still in the process of ramping up and everything mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, with a guy like that, do you really want him to change like the, the way that he pitches? I mean, he's Zach Wheeler. He was runner up in the NL Cy Young voting last year. Yeah. Maybe should have won it too. Um, so with him, what I, I guess the thing that I worry about is just like overthinking, you know, like ch changing something fundamentally, like learning how to pitch without velo and then like having to adjust when, if it comes back, when it comes back, you know, it just, it just seems like awfully complicated to me. Um, right. You know, and, and maybe this stuff, I mean, this guy's a veteran, like maybe it's easier said than done, like, you know, making an adjustment like that until your velo mm -hmm. comes back and then, reverting back to whatever you were doing before but um that just struck me as something that like might be difficult for him sure so, you know so that's i think when i look at those two guys that's something that i worry about yeah i think the other thing here is too is that wheeler has i think a little bit less of a track record of being a I mean, he was an elite pitcher last year. I guess that would be the one thing here going for me, too, is just that, you know, I'm not concerned about the 9.39 ERA. I, I'm a little bit more concerned about the fact that he's only struck out six guys in seven yeah. two thirds innings. Of course, he's only thrown 65 pitches per starts right now. Um, mm -hmm. This is a really interesting rotation to me because I think everybody in this rotation is talented enough to be a mid-rotation starter or better. But at the same time, I think that there's just like this little bit of risk with everybody involved as well. Is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah. No, it, it definitely doesn't feel like anyone is like a slam dunk. You know, like I can rely sure. on this guy. He's just going to go out and shove. Yeah. Type guy. And I think that's another reason why there's, you know, 
even though it's early, there's cause for concern with Wheeler because he was that guy last year. So yes. the loss of that guy, like the loss of that, you know, is going to affect their ability to compete. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great point. And I will caution again, everybody, that we are talking about there is 149 baseball yes. games to go, yes. but you can't, yes. you're seeing what you're seeing. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's something that like the eye test is somebody who has pretended to know about prospects for a while is something that, you know, I've always used and they just haven't looked quite the same to me, but I'm sure this is going to be fine. Um, Alex, yeah. I'll, I'll make you have a, another hot take. Uh, it's and just doing... one quick, sorry, one quick thought. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On Wheeler, he is also coming off of like an irregular spring training. That's a great point. So he's also like ramping up still. And he was saying that he thinks that the downtick in velocity could be related to um, not having as long of a ramp up period through spring training. But either way, we'll know, you know, in a couple of weeks if yes, which yeah. one is it, right? Yeah. Um, so I think keeping an eye on his next start, which I believe is Saturday against the Brewers in mm. Philly, that's going to be a big one. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so. Very beatable lineup, but uh, certainly a team that is playoff contention. Some of that because the NL Central is just mm. awful right now. But it is also a, a definitely a team that I think is competing for a playoff spot. And speaking of that, we'll pretend that we're recording this podcast on October 4th or something like that. If you had to guess right now, the Philadelphia Phillies are playing in the postseason, yes or no? Hmm. I've been saying yes. Okay. <laughs> but this week, yeah, I guess yes. Yeah. I'll just yeah. stick with the yes. You know, it's – they're trying to – as you mentioned before, they're trying to see whether they can out-hit their defense. So it'll be a really interesting, <laughs> really yeah. interesting question – like finally, we'll get an answer to the age-old question: Can you out-hit your defense? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such an interesting roster build. I like I keep going back to it, and it's like it's one of those. It's as close to a beer league softball team as I think I've seen <laughs> in quite some time. And that's like no disrespect to guys like Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos <laughs> and and Reese Hoskins. Like their skill set is impressive, but like you watch them and you think, man, this is like spread the wealth a little bit, have some of these other guys playing in uh, other places, just because, you know, again, I think it's one of the best lineups in the national league. It's not quite like the Dodgers or anybody like that, yeah. but when you've got the reigning MVP and you've got three or four guys who can legitimately have 40 Homer seasons, yeah. I think it's a really, really fascinating thing. I still saying, yes, I predict picked them to finish in the postseason before yeah. the start of the season, but I will be honest. The way the Mets have looked, I, I, it's yeah. hard not to be impressed. However, I think we've seen the Mets get off to some decent starts and yeah. not necessarily follow up through them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be a really interesting thing. But I'll just go just barely that the Philadelphia Phillies are yeah the Philadelphia Phillies take that final wild card spot. Yeah. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for joining us, and please promote all of the good stuff that you're doing. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at by Alex Coffee, and that's coffee with a Y. Um, and then you can find my work on the Philadelphia Inquirer. I don't know what my URL is, but um, <laughs> I sound like such an old person. Oh my God. That's, that's okay. It's, it's a nice reminder that we are uh, changing in this world, but. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what my URL is, but you can log on to Inquirer. I think it's Philly Inquirer. No, just inquirer.com. Okay. 
you can find my work there. Yeah, it's it's excellent work, Alex. You've been one of my favorite writers to follow over the last couple of years. And I really, really appreciate you joining the show. But if you can get me one of those t-shirts, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so that's going to do it. I actually have like a better t-shirt for you, not to interrupt. <gasps> but Kyle, Kyle Gibson, after he said that quote about Broad Street, did you hear about the, like, I don't have a college degree. I just hit dingers. Oh, no, but that sounds wonderful. That was a Nick Castellanos quote in his press conference. He said, I don't have a college degree. I just hit dingers. So Kevin Long, <laughs> their hitting coach, like put them on T-shirts. And all these guys are wearing, even though like pitching staff is wearing like, I don't have a college degree. I just hit dingers. <laughs> and um, Kyle Gibson proposed that um, they make a T-shirt where it's like, I don't have a map. I just throw strikes. <laughs> which i think would be a great t-shirt oh my goodness that's the that's absolutely perfection (laughs) i will be i will be sending you a dm with my address when we're done recording this Uh, again that's gonna do it hope you guys liked what you heard uh stay tuned on friday for dj short and drew silva they will have a live episode again on thursday at 8 30 eastern they'll try to match the magic of the show It's not very likely, but you can certainly try. Uh, You can follow me at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. And you can follow Alex at by Alex Coffee. That's B-Y Alex Coffee. Take away one of the E's and add a Y. Again, if you liked what you heard, please rate the show five stars. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Have a great week and we will see you soon.